Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorento, drive car of the year. Yes, welcome to the show. Badge and Sats with you. Gold again. Scotty Sattler just jumping around all over the place in the studio. Good stuff. How are you, Sats? Oh, I'm uh, great. I'm great how's, now. I'm even how's better. Jess Fox? Oh, oh just fantastic. Again. Not only did she win, Jess Fox, just winning gold half an hour ago, just blitzed the field three and a half seconds, which is what her times have been like through the through the heats and the semifinals, uh, uh, even in the uh, the K1s. But... Amazing. The C1 slalom, she wins the gold medal. Uh, just an amazing, another amazing day for Australia across uh, all formats. And as our, as our very good friend Mark Braybrook just told me uh, off air that uh, we've won all our medals at the moment on water. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of our, yeah, we have. And of course, uh, you know, all the water, sports, water events are uh, happening. We've got some more coming up, haven't we? We've got the sailing going on and uh, but yeah, she's that's a, a nine-year hunt, so it's her third Olympics, Jess uh, Jess Fox, and um, she's she suffered that disappointment of the bronze in the K1 yesterday, uh, and I, I heard her dad in commentary, of course, which is um, which is tough for him in many ways, but I'm sure he's he's glad he's able to uh, to do it. He was quivering at goes the end. so well. He was. He was starting to quiver. He was. Yeah. Um, and he said he was. She she really needed this morning's heat or semi whatever it was. Um, she needed that to help her get over last night's or yesterday's disappointment, um, and she came through. And it was this is this is the first year they've, they've uh, had the C1 slalom, so it meant she had two chances to get that uh, that gold medal, and she she got it. So congratulations! And uh, he's probably right, Jessica as well, Fox. He's, he's right to have that the heats this morning, then the semis, and then the final, all in the one day. Just allows you not to have to sit around too long and just wait the next day for the yeah. finals, like they do with the swimming. And and True. in the two previous uh, Olympics, and then of course the, the K one uh, a couple of days ago, it's um, she looked as though as being one of those Olympians that is she going to be world champion, but just can't crack that nut at Olympic level. Well, now she's got the monkey off the back. Oh, amazing! Good honour. Mm. Feel very very happy for her. And she was just elated, of course. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Now that we got that off our chest. It was it was amazing stuff. You can text us any time. What do you think about Jess Fox or anything else that's going on in the world of sport? Zero four double seven seven three six. 736 badge and sats here on sports day uh brixie's here as well we got rid of woogie well for a couple of weeks anyway uh now what we always do on a thursday night is have our songs to fire you up for sport for the weekend for for around 20 but this is also the olympics do you like once upon a time when this started it was all about just let's just pick a really cool song but you know the last three or four weeks it's been a there's been a little bit of a theme behind it hasn't it? themes coming yeah you like the theme or you don't like the theme 
No, I like it. I like it. It okay. gives me a reason not to just pick because otherwise I'd win every week because I just I've got the best taste well, in music. Cold chisel so every week, don't I got a f- no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I haven't gone Australian this week. This is what I've gone with. I think this is about the fourth time you've picked a David. Oh, has to no that well, but that's how can you have a better song than that for the Olympics? Even Brixy, you can't go wrong with Bowie. You know, he has said, I love that song. Oh, it's my favourite of all time. But it's it's not up to Brixy. No. It's up to the listeners. Do you know, uh, do you know David Texas. Bowie went do you know David Bowie went in a David Bowie uh, lookalike sound alike? And he lost. And he got third. He came second. Third, <laughs> he he, no, he didn't. He, did. he got he had, the bronze. He had, yeah, he had sunnies <laughs> and a hat on and got up and sang. And people, apparently, there was like crickets in the back of the room and a couple of people. <laughs> and, <laughs> who's this dude? <laughs> All right, well, Sats, um, you can't win it with this. Well, this, is got, touch this. this has got a theme. You can't touch this. This is the Australian athletes. You can't touch yeah. this. It's a small little country. We're flying at the moment. We're going well. Sats trying to explain. And because I used to dance at this in the 80s and when I was a break dancer. You're just trying to explain those big pants you wore today. Good work. Oh, right right away in here. So, Brixie. Yeah. What have you come? You've got a reason for this one because I thought that's a bit weird, that song. But, oh, um, I, have a, I have a reason for this one. See, um... Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, the bass player, died today at age 72. I love right. ZZ Top, and you can't go wrong with this. Oh. What about LaGrange? Their greatest ever song. <laughs> Look, they're okay. all good. I can't complain, but that had the all great right. video. No, great song. Great did you song. say they, they grew okay. their beards out of boredom? I know it was out of laziness. laziness. Okay. They, had, they they were so busy before they released that song that they took a year off and um, Dusty Hill and, and Billy Gibbons, the, the two, the guitarist and the bass player, just grew their beards out of laziness. And when they came back a year later, they were like, look, we got long beards. And their manager <laughs> said, don't ever shave them off. That's your new look. But as we know, the drummer Frank Beard doesn't have a beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there there you go. Yeah. Righto, righto. Well, our medal tally, eight gold, two silver, ten bronze now going great. We're going to give you a, a full-on Olympic update pretty soon, but Zach's doubled cook. Uh, he won the 200-metre breaststroke, which was uh, fantastic. Kyle Chalmers, oh, just pipped in the 100-metre freestyle. Can't believe it. Mm. And our women's 4 by 200 metre freestyle. Um, Controversy. Just given that we were all almost certain that they were going to win. Righto, let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Bit of a drama for our athletics team, Sats. Yeah, before I get onto that badge, uh, we've had an early vote for the fire-up song, 0477-736-736. Can't touch this MC Hammer all day, says Jim from <laughs> Fingalhead. Jim, he used to be in your, what was your rap band called? Electo the, Beat. Electo, he was in your beat. He's, in your, he's a rapper as well. Electo Beat. Of course beat. he's going with that. Have you heard the story of Electo Beat? Oh, no, I haven't got time for it now. Okay. We haven't. Okay. Hey, uh, our athletics team yep. has been put into immediate isolation um, because there's, there's a positive COVID test. We believe it's the American pole vaulter Sam Kendricks. And our pole vault, uh, one of our pole vault guys, was training with him. So immediately they've had to go straight back into their uh, hotels, go into isolation in their rooms, the Aussie side, and a bunch of other people from different um, that us, na- nations Obviously well. must be allowed that the country's allowed to like, I mean, train, fraternise with each other while they're under these. I thought all, all the teams had to stay by themselves. And so, um, yeah, but how many athletes is it that have 
63 and Aussies. The yep. pole vault itself, that event starts on Saturday. They've all been tested, mm. isolated till they get their uh, results back, which could take anywhere up to 48 hours. So Yeah, and they're worried times. about troubling the, the, times. The, the, the poles themselves. They're probably just going to do the pole vault without them. Yep. No, that would be the high <laughs> jump. Uh, no, Roosters, yeah, they've identified Brandon Smith as their priority target. I, c- I can see why. Now, I like... Their hooker they got at the moment, Sammy Varrells. I think he's a tremendous player. He's come back from a, a knee injury, also an eye injury as well. And I think he's 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 a future, a really future prominent hooker in the NRL. But Brandon Smith, if he goes on the open market, I, I, I think we all agree. I, well, I do, Badge. I think he's a, a marquee player for a club. But he, but he wants to be a hooker too. I think this might come into the reckoning. Is he going to go to a club where they're going to say, well, look, you're, you're probably going to be a middle forward or you're a lock or you might play a bit of hooker. I think he just desperately wants to play hooker. And I think that's what the Roosters would be looking at him as, as a hooker. And I know Sam Verrills is a, is a very good young player, but I think they're saying, well, we've got Sammy who's really good, but we've got this other guy over here who potentially could be great. We need to take him. And the Roosters very rarely, very rarely not get their man. So, yeah, um, you know, when you weigh up all the clubs, when he goes to the open market November 1, if he doesn't re-sign with Melbourne, he comes off the end of 22, of course. So... Uh, November 1, he can be spoken to. And his manager has has confirmed that the Roosters have shown interest in him that when uh, November 1 comes around that, that they will uh, sit down and talk numbers. Now, he's on a pretty good he's on a pretty good wage. I'm led to believe that um, at Melbourne, upwards around $500,000 a year. And um, But if he goes on the open market, I, I, I think he could potentially be around an $800,000 player. Yeah, he'd be worth a hell of a lot of money. The influence he he's has managed- on... On yeah, uh, games. Manager reckons maybe a million bucks. A couple of regional games this weekend. Uh, they're in Mackay and in Rockhampton, plus Redcliffe in uh, in Brisbane as well. Um, and hey, before we get to the break, time for the Elgas weather forecast for tonight's game at BB Print Stadium. Sats in Mackay. Call Elgas 131 161. 20 and degrees. 20 degrees up Beautiful. in Mackay. Beautiful place Wild. up there. Good weather. Yep. Um, Sydney Roosters up against the Parramatta Eels there at uh, BB Print Stadium. And uh, get $80 in LPG account credits. Call Elgas 131161. As we quickly mentioned last night, uh, the I oh know to Curtis Scott, the Tigers have dispelled rumours that they're trying to get Curtis Scott yeah. for the remainder of 2021. Mm. So um, I think they were... We thought there was going to be a deal done between the Raiders and Tigers. Any players, of course, that want to get uh, go on loan at the moment, you can, or you can get players permanently by August one. Yep. Uh, but you can get loan players for the uh, rest of the season, we believe. Yep. Righto, this is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento. When we come back, we'll give you a full-on Olympics update. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, as we promised, uh, more on the Olympics. That was just heart, uh, yeah, heart grabbing stuff. Wasn't amazing. Jess, uh, Jess Fox, late this afternoon. Now, plenty else have got, has gone on, as we alluded to before. Red Energy is green and gold for Real Aussie Energy. Switch to Red Energy. Sats uh, Zach Stubbledy Cook. How good what was he? <laughs> what a I name! I know. Double E Cook. Yeah, I think the, the commentator said, oh, that's a name we won't forget. Yeah, well, you can't. How could you forget that? Well, he's a little bit like Kaylee McEwen coming in. Um, well, he went in as the, the fastest qualifier in lane four. 
and uh, a little bit like Hayley McEwen, she's sort of flying under the radar before she won her first gold medal in so many events. And we sort of don't know enough about her. We don't know enough about Stubbledy Cook as well. But we know him now because in the 200-metre breaststroke, which, mind you, it wasn't part of the swimming format for a number of years. The last time we won it was back in Tokyo in 1964. So What? Yeah, they can only win breaststroke 200s in Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. We'll have so, to wait another 50 years for But it. when the race started, we saw that Stubbley Cook, he was at one stage there, was in fifth or sixth position. Started to remind you a little bit of, of John Sieben back in 1984. Um, even though he was the quickest qualifier, it didn't seem like he was in the race at all. But he had a game plan and he just executed it absolutely perfectly. And what I've noticed with Ariane Titmus and, and um, also Emma McKeon, and now Stubbledy Cook is they're going into that last turn about 10 metres out and they're, ga- they're gathering a lot of speed, hitting the wall and coming off with a lot of momentum and um, coming home strong. It was an amazing finish. Absolutely very, amazing. Very observant of you, Scotty Sattler. And it's, uh, it's, it's incredible to watch. They must just have this great back-end speed or this, you know, and I... I know that there are certain races, of course, that go out harder, uh, and they think that might be the best way to win, just to to burn off their yeah. opponent and hope they go. You know, they're probably hoping that Zach, who was the fastest qualifier, hoping that they would go out too hard early and maybe um, you know hit the wall a bit themselves. But no, hit the wall just at the right time. That hey, was a incredible start. Can I say, Badge, what I'm really enjoying also, which I haven't mentioned this week, is in the in the pool when they put up the speeds of the metres per second of each of the swimmers that are in the yes. top three as they move yes. up. And you can just see the ones that are garnishing the most amount of pa- power over a period of time. And who's first, second and third on the turns? Yep. And uh, I love it. It's like in, the, in horse racing, you know, where they, um, the last year or two, they've suddenly put the numbers up and, and you know, the track you can track your horse a lot better and the numbers and the colours and, because uh, previously you kind of gone, where's my number four? I can't even see him. I don't even know who's in the race. Yeah. So doing that in the pool, it's yeah, it is. It's uh, it's great stuff. Um, now talking about swimmers that once again come home strong. Oh, I just can't believe Kyle Chalmers didn't win. I just can't believe that he didn't come over the top of Caleb Dressel. There, I, I thought for sure with two meters to go, he was overpowering him. I, he had it. He had it somehow. Uh, it was just a fingernail in it. Well, he's a slow starter. Again, uh, renowned for his slow starts. Comes into the wall really hard, but it's his last 15 to 18 metres where he has a lot of his um, his finishing power. And, and he came over the top of yeah uh, Caleb Dressel, who is a machine, mind you. He's unbeatable in a number of years now, Caleb Dressel. Breaking world records. He broke the Olympic record, Caleb Dressel. He's... Uh, but Kyle was the Olympic champ in the hundred freestyle. He was the he was the Zach Stubbledy Cook, you know, <laughs> that, that coming through last time. What we sort of had hardly heard of he was him. Eighteen years Horton. of age. He's eighteen yeah. years of age, and 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 with um with the hundred meter freestyle, it's the hardest event in swimming to defend. Very rarely, I think, uh, might have been Matt Biondi or someone is the only it's the only one that has defended back to back. Yeah, very um, few Olympic gold medals in the hundred meters. Well. In the women's, there's Dawn. Yeah, there is. She got three in a row. Yeah. And, uh, what, Ian, what did Ian Thorpe say, Badge, about Kyle Chalmers? Because he was in lane 
Seven. Seven. He said yeah. the one thing, you know, he was asked if there was anything he would look at back at that and regret or change or wish he did better. He said, no, no the only thing would be that if he hadn't been in lane seven, it, it he said it's a bit slower. It's just a little bit slower. The wider the lanes, I'm not sure if it's the wash off the side of the pool, whatever it is, well, you, the middle lanes are the fastest, and that's why they put the fastest qualifiers there. Exactly, and that's where all the, the wash is coming off those because invariably a lot of the time lane you know, four and five are leading, so a lot of the wash is coming off there. So obviously it's holding you back but a little bit. No, it's the wash off. No, the wash off the sides. I think they're talking about of the pool. Mm. Anyway. I've sound, oh, no, no, you're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, hey, um, the 200-metre freestyle. Did we blow this? The 4x200-metre freestyle relay, the women. Uh, fastest qualifier. Unbackable odds. Winks-like odds to win it. And we came third. Yeah, I know. And there has been a lot of criticism about the um, where the, everyone sat within the relay. Uh, everyone thought that Ariane Titmus and also Emma McCann should have been um, third and fourth. Anchoring. Yeah, anchoring. And we felt as though that Ariane Titmus going out first and and then Emma McCann going out second. We would have been able to blow the rest of the field. Now, a little bit too much confidence from a lot of the media angles as well because listening to a, a lot of the commentators, they're all talking about I even heard Ian Thorpe say it's just a matter of how much we break this world record by. But oh. that's not the case because, you know what, you've got to take your hat off to China. Even though that... Uh, Katie Ledecky came home in that last leg and swam an amazing time for that fourth leg to um, coming from she basically she was fight, the Americans were fighting at bronze uh, with third and fourth and she came home and swallowed the Australians but China ended up breaking a world record so did we ruin it no we didn't because China broke the world record and, and deserved to win it they were amazing to be able to hold off the US well I just want to I just want to you listen to this this is if you go, if you Google or go to Wikipedia and look up anchor leg in a relay race. Typically, the anchor leg of a relay is given to the fastest or most experienced competitor on a team. Mm. The athlete completing the anchor leg of a relay is responsible for making up ground on the race leader or preserving the lead already secured by their teammates. Maybe we got it wrong. Well, it's but, you know, the, Ch the Chinese broke the world record. Exactly. It's like playing the ace card really early. Now, I think the Chinese, mm. they deserve to win it. Like I said, it's a world record. But oh. what you can do with your third and fourth, especially your, your anchor in someone like Ariane Titmus, who is used to coming from behind anyway, is that you can reevaluate your game plan on the, on the run or on the swim, I should say. When you see the first two come in and then while third is coming in also, you can reassess whether you need yeah. to go at hard, whether you need to conserve, whether you need to come home strong. So did we get it wrong? Well, we'll never know. But Probably. what we've got to do, we've got to sit back and applaud the Chinese. More in the pool. Brianna Throssell finished eighth in the women's 200-metre yeah. butterfly. Lots more happened. Uh, and, hey, I just love this. Did you see the Fijians? Uh, this was late oh, last night. How could you not? They won the men's rugby sevens again. But their rendition of Desakakwa, that beautiful hymn they yep. sing, it's amazing. They do it after the game as a group, and then they did it again when they're on the uh, the dais collecting their gold medals. It was just, it's just a beautiful And thing. now Gary Belcher is going to sing his version of the... <laughs> no, I'm not. I shouldn't do that because that would be probably very disrespectful to our Fijian listeners. Uh, oh, former hey, power winger, Sammy yeah. Radradra was it, one of the best. He was uh, at his dominating best. best. Can, I, can I just yeah. say, I saw a photo this morning on, uh, I, don't, I can't remember I saw it, it was on Twitter, I think it was, and it was a, a young boy, he's about eight years of age, and he's sitting on the front yard of a, of a home in Fiji. So it wasn't his home, obviously, but he, he's sitting at an angle on the front yard, 
and the photo is taken from behind him and he's looking through the open doorway of this house who has a TV and he's got a perfect view of the TV while he's watching the Fijian Rugby Union team play in the final. And it just represents a little little bit like PNG and how important rugby league is to the PNG people, how important yeah. this Fijian Sevens team is to the Fijians. This little boy, it's, it was a... It was an image that uh, that captured what this uh, Fijian side means to the country. Oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. These Aussie updates are uh, powered by Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Um, Sky Nicholson, this was very sad. Got beaten in the boxing. Uh, it, it's just when, when it's all about the points like that, it's um, just so so difficult. People will cry foul. But... Um, She'll go on to better things, I think, Sats. Won't yeah, she, she will. She was very yeah. emotional after it in the interview. They said to her, you know, even though you had a great fight and you are still the most successful female boxer in Australian history, and she said, that means nothing. I don't care. I came no. in to win gold. And she's 25 years of age now, and she's her brother Jamie was an Olympian and, and a medalist in the Commonwealth Games, a very good boxer before he passed away. Both her brothers passed away in a, a car accident before she was born. She's 25 no. now. She's trying to... Yeah, she's building her own legacy, but she's also following the path of, of his legacy as well. And I think she'll go pro- professional after this. I, I, think yeah. she, I think she's another boxer at the Olympics, a little bit like Jeff Fennick in 84, who was absolutely robbed in his, um, in his medal round uh, fights. And Sky Nicholson feels as though, and I, I feel, as, feel as though she'll go pro because what? she doesn't want to muck around with the, the amateurs anymore. You were saying earlier, Sats, that, that, that when they go to the games, they have a different coach. Yeah, so you've got, your own, coach. Coach. Yeah, you've got your own coach leading up. And then you go to the, the AIS and all the different uh, Olympic um, camps, which and you have your, your Olympic coaches, but that's not your personal coach. A little bit different to the swimming where Dean Boxall, for example, is Ariane Titmus's coach and other swimmers as well. They get to, as part of the Australian swim team, whereas mm. the, uh, the Australian boxing team just has – the Olympic coaches, you don't take your your own coach. So your own your coach, is, coach, your yeah. personal coach is not in your corner. And uh, Jeff Fenix has been very critical of that today, actually saying that they, they, haven't, they don't have the right people in the corners for these boxers and motivating them. Rightio. All right, well, the medal tally, uh, we should be all so proud. We are fourth uh, on the list behind uh, China, the US, oh, no, US Japan, first. They probably won and more. Australia. Well, they say they're first because they got overall yeah, more medals. Exactly. But that's how <laughs> China's got 14 gold, US and Japan 13 each. We've got eight, and that puts us in fourth wow. position. Amazing stuff uh, by the Aussies so far. Not Red bad Energy for a country is it? Yeah, yeah, Red Energy proudly Australian. Call their Aussie team today on one three one eight zero six. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. When we come back, we'll give you our hot tips for round 20 of the NRL. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Sports Day news headlines. For Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Yes, yeah, small price to play to pay for South East Queenslanders. We've got to wear masks for another week. Not unexpected at all, but there's uh, people doing it a lot tougher than us, so hopefully everyone complies and stop giving us those. I don't mind that badge, some you people. Know? Oh, I don't I know. mind it. Yeah. But there are people walking around to go, no, oh, I've got an exemption because it makes me sneeze. Uh, <laughs> New South Wales rec- has recorded a massive 239 oh, cases. Wow. We don't want this going on uh, overnight. 88, 88 in the community. More than 111,000 uh, were tested in the last reporting period. And Dusty Hill, bass player with ZZ Top, has passed away 
aged uh, a sprightly 72. So, um, yeah. They were iconic, weren't he's, they? He, you know where he was at? He's uh, passed away at his home out on the greens. You know what I'm talking about. You know, funnily enough, that the drummer in ZZ Top, his name was Frank Beard. He was the only one that didn't grow a beard. <laughs> no way. Swear to God. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, true. Yep, absolutely true, true. Oh, you got the trivia going. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Now, hot topic time. Okay, Badge, round 20 kicks off tonight. BB Print Stadium, Mackay, Roosters versus Eels. Yes, I'm, uh, oh, I'm struggling. You know, the Roosters got some outside back problems. Mm. Eels still haven't got Mitch Moses back. So, oh, look, I'm, I think I'll just go with the, I'll go with the Eels. Yeah, me too. On that, this is really a toss of the coin um, for me. Um, uh, you've we'll, got Woogies. Yeah, Woogies, we, Woogies going with the Eels as well. Uh, now, oh, yeah. double-headed at Suncorp Stadium Friday night, first game. Tigers versus Warriors, another tough one to pick. Yeah, I'm, Tigers. The Warriors have lost Roger. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big blow for them. So I'm sticking with my Tigers. I'm, I'm going go to go to Tigers as well. Do you see Roger Tuovasashek leaving the uh, – he's leaving the camp today, the, the player camp, and other teams are at the same hotel, and all the Kiwi players from all the other NRL teams as well conducted a haka for him as he was leaving. As oh, a, okay. Yeah, amazing scenes, amazing scenes. Uh, the game we just spoke about earlier on, the Queensland Derby, Broncos versus Cowboys at Suncorp Stadium. I'm, I'm going the I'm going the cows. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, Woogie's going I, the Broncos. I, yeah, I'm with the home side there. I think I'll I'll, I'll go with the Broncos. I'm, the, both of these sides have been difficult to um, difficult to tip, but yeah, Woogie and I will take the Broncos simply because uh, because they're at home, and I've seen some better. Better things from them lately. That win against the Sharkies a couple of weeks ago. They've lost five in a row, the Cowboys. Oh, no. I know. Now, the Dragons versus Rabbits is the first game on Saturday, Bad. This is at Brown Park, Rockhampton, which I love. It's it's one of my favourite regional grounds. It's uh, There hasn't been a lot of improvements to Brown Park over the years. got a really good leagues club next to it. It's got the best steak sandwich in Australia. And down mm. the road, you can get the best mixed grill at the Criterion Hotel. So... I don't think the Dragons and Rabbitohs players will be there as part of stage three lockdowns, but um, I'm taking the Rabbits in this one. Well, yeah, I think if anyone's going, it's the Rabbitohs after the game to celebrate <laughs> a good win. They'll be have, chugging a few coldies as well. So, yeah, Rabbitohs for me and you and Woogie. And the um, the next game, the, mid, the mid-afternoon the mid game, Knights and Raiders from this is Suncorp. This is another tough one as well. It is. Well, yeah, I, I'm Mitch on with the Pier- Raiders. Mitch Pierce is expected to come back. Some are saying he'll wait another week. Andrew Johns is reporting that um, that he believes that Mitch Pierce will play. Of course, Carlin Pong is back. Bradman Best mm. back. But I'm like you. I'm going to take the Raiders because I thought that win last week was just it's pure on it's it purely just passion, player passion, and I feel as though that Ricky's just he's got them he's got them back on track again. He right? has, and, yeah. and Whiten and and Whitehead come back yes. as well, and that really adds a lot to them. So. I think Whitehead is. He's, he's really an undersold player, not to his own teammates, but to others in the competition. I don't think people oh, realise how important he is to that side. He's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, the Pom. Saturday night, 7.30, Suncorp Stadium. The Storm versus the Panthers. Panthers depleted with numbers. Um, some pretty key players as well. And the Storm get some some pretty good players back. They get Kafusi back. They get Harry Grant back. They get Dal Finucane back. And haven't they been playing well? Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm on the Storm. Them. Yep. We're all on the Storm. Two games on Sunday, Bulldogs and Titans. I'm with the Titans. I thought they were uh, were very good last week against yep. the Dragons. Um, and the Bulldogs are on Struggle Street, as we know. So all of us on the Titans. What about the late oh, ones? I'm Sats? taking the Bulldogs. 
Oh, you're taking the Bulldogs? I'm taking the Bulldogs, yeah. Okay. I can't tell you why, because both teams are pretty ordinary defensively. Because you're, you're playing catch-up. That a little bit also. In but the I, tipping contest. I feel as though the Bulldogs, just now and then leading in the back end of the season, I think they'll just, they'll just be one of those teams that might... Just spring well, without upset here or there. if Luke Thompson didn't go to the bin last week against a shark, good chance they would have uh, would have yeah, won that right. and gone much closer. Yeah, uh, and the last game to round out badge at the Daly Stadium, Redcliffe, uh, which is just north of Brisbane. Uh, sea Eagles versus the Sharks. Yep, uh, at Morton Daly Terry Evans Stadium, so it's <laughs> got to be them. The Seagulls to beat the Sharks, and they've got um, well almost there their best side available. Sean Kepi had to go home, of course, because yep. he's going to back for the birth of his uh, first child, but I'm on the Seagulls. It's already got different. I think it's Broncos, Cowboys and you Bulldogs. you got the Seagulls Titans. there? Yeah, I've got Seagulls and so is Woogie. So is Woogie. There you go. Yeah, that's our tips for round 20. Um, yeah, leading into the back end of the season now, isn't it? The teams that are really going to send a message for the competition will, will start moving into another gear yep. now, Badge, I think. Sixth, sixth last round. <laughs> this is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Here's everything Racing Queensland. Chris Nelson, he joins us each and every week. Uh, how are you, Chris? Going very well, thanks, Sats. G'day to you and g'day, Badge. Hello, mate. Now, oh, you're going to say hello to him oh, yeah, today, today, Badge, eh? Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, a long memory. Uh, not, not a lot of big races around for a number of weeks, I believe, Chris, but uh, this weekend, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, it's a bit of a quiet time for us up here this time of the year while all the spring features start to take shape down south, but as we get close to Christmas again, it'll all start to rev up. Uh, but look, plenty of racing over the weekend. Most of the usual venues, Gold Coast, uh, Eagle Farm, Sunshine Coast on Sunday, and of course Toowoomba on Saturday afternoon, evening. And if you want to have a look at all the fields there, head on to the uh, the Racing Queensland website, www.racingqueensland.com.au. Righto, and you've uh, you've always got some tips for us. Um, usually good, except last weekend. Uh, what have you got, mate? <laughs> uh, we want we want ones that finish first, not second this time. Can Will you, you be pleased to know? You'd be pleased to know, Badger, I backed up all those seconds last Saturday with another four at, uh, at Doombin yesterday. So we are really flying at the moment with the seconds. Uh, Beautiful. I think this one's good value. Race four, number four, Star Tontes for Robert Heathcote. Uh, Star Tontes will be ridden by Taylor Marshall. She's just shown a bit. She's had four goes at her first preparation. She won two of them. But that last win, uh, before going for a break on the 10th of April, she was very strong to the line. She really clocked some quick sectionals that day. She's been to the trials in preparation for this. She won her trial in good fashion, uh, and she's got a good gate here for Taylor Marshall. She'll get a good run. I think she'll be very hard to beat, and she'll be around the $5 mark uh, at this particular how, stage. So well, more importantly, how, really how well. much a place? How much a place, more importantly? <laughs> this is your tip. Hey, that's Eagle Farm, isn't it, you're talking <laughs> Yeah, Eagle Farm. So race four, <laughs> number six, I think is good value. The yeah, second. So what do we got? Eagle Farm, Gold Coast. <laughs> Eagle Farm, Gold Coast, uh, Sunshine Coast. Uh, we got Toowoomba this week. Toowoomba. Yep. Yeah, and we do have a meeting too at uh, Townsville on Saturday. And of course, we're not far away from some feature racing at Townsville. The, the Cleveland Bays, the big sprint coming up, and of course, the Townsville Cup as we... Head further up the coast for all these uh, these carnivals, which have been great so far, Rocky and Mackay. Yeah, nice. Queensland is racing. And as Chris Nelson said, the action continues this week at Eagle Farm, Gold Coast, Sunny Coast, 
and a number of other, other locations as well. Thanks for, again, Chrissy. We'll talk to you next week. I look forward to it, guys. All right, time now for this. Got his Sattler spray of the month. We are getting towards the end of July, aren't we? Uh, for Spitwater High Pressure Cleaners, tools, not toys. Aussie toys. Uh, can I, I want to throw one in. Um, this did happen in July. I had to double check. Paul Vaughan and the Dragon's Dopey Dozen. The barbecue. <laughs> uh, seriously, it's, uh, it's you know, he's, he's now signed to go to the Bulldogs. He's got that eight-week ban uh, to, to see out. Uh, he's got his massive fine. Um, and the other players have, have really, it's really hurt the club that they all have to serve uh, a yeah. suspension spread out over these last few weeks. So um, derailed their season. If, in fact, they were going to go anywhere, we'll, we'll never know. They didn't look like they were going to do too much damage in the finals. But uh, the way they're headed, Sats, it could be uh, out the back door and not even in the eight. Yeah, disappointing. Really disappointing mm. in the, you know, the current restrictions all the NRL players are under. It's just, just arrogance, wasn't it? Reeked of arrogance. Yep. Yeah. So we'll take the sprit water high-pressure cleaners to them, the dirty dozen, the dopey dozen. Now, my, uh, my spray of the month is Novak Djokovic, and this has only happened yesterday, actually. Um, and, uh, again, he just refuses to read the room, and this is around the Olympics. He said pressure is a privilege after... He was asked about the mental health and uh, Simone Biles, who is arguably one of the greatest female gymnasts of all time, her decision to With withdraw Nadia yeah, from yeah. the Olympics. Now, Novak's got to understand that Simone Biles uh, and the history of Simone is, um, is quite troubling. Of course, um, there's some US, US fans also, I'm spraying, who are calling her weak, a quitter, pathetic and selfish sociopath. You've got to remember but of this. Of course they are. Yeah. Of course they are. When you're on Twitter and you've got a hundred, couple of hundred million people that can say anything they like, those just cowards, they're going to no say profile. that sort of crap. Exactly. But, and, and she could have won the gold medal and there'd still be people calling her this is, some you know, sort of name. This is an athlete. That's, that's what you're open up to with social media. This is an athlete in the 2008 World Cup, World Champs. She went to the hospital with, with a pain in her side and they said, you've got kidney stones. And I've had kidney stones. It's one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. I mean, Kush of the doping rules, she wasn't allowed to take any pain medications for it. So oh. she she went the next day and competed and won the world championships, uh, won several goals. She's broken so many records. And then probably one of the most troubling parts of her future at the moment, which, which is going to be something that she's going to carry for a long time. She's among more than 150 women, Simone Biles, who say that they were abused as girls by Larry Nasser. She was a, he was the former U.S. gymnastics team doctor, physician. Right. He's now serving a life sentence in prison for oh sexual assault on, on the athletes. So for Novak Djokovic and the, uh, the American fans, and only a small portion of them that would lay blame on Simone Bowles' decision, I think is, is worth a spray of the month. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a great he's a great tennis player, but he's dead set. He's a dope, isn't he? We he's a dope. That. I mean, but, yeah, um, he would have got a spray of the month also when we did this, when he had that, remember he had that event right in the peak of COVID last oh, year? And, he oh, he did, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, no idea. Spitwater high-pressure cleaners designed and manufactured strong in Australia for tough Australian jobs. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, hey, we're talking about um, Aussie kayaker Jess Fox sats uh, earlier on, but this is uh, this is incredible. This story, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> as soon as you, you start reading, you go, "What's Jess Fox up to in the Olympic Village?" Because she said it reveals how a condom has saved her Olympics. And I thought, "What's happened there?" Like, 
What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oprah. Well, I was thinking when I first read it, what, leading into the Olympics, she didn't fall pregnant or something, and now she's able what? to complete, compete. But no, she, she's got a kayak that needed, one of her kayaks needed to be repaired, and so she's used one of the 180,000 condoms that's been handed out to athletes in the Olympic Village, and she's used that on the, on the front of one of her, or the front of the back of one of her kayaks because oh, she says it's stretchy and strong. I thought you were going to say she wrapped it around her entire kayak. No. Oh, but I've watched her compete. There's no way that, <laughs> that had a kayak, condom on her kayak. Uh, she probably could have because she said it's very stretchy and strong. Yes. But, uh, she said it gives the carbon on her kayak a really smooth finish through the water. And apparently she's allowed to use it. So And it's legal. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad she's right. using it for that so, reason and not the other during competition. It was just, so it was just put on the front, on a little bit on the front. Yeah. Help, like just a little bit on the point, on the tip Beautiful. of the kayak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we better, <laughs> we better move on. Um, now, <laughs> I wonder how she learned to do that. Um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, of course, is leaving, uh, in fact, this weekend, I think, yes. today even, Leaving the uh, the the Gold Coast, the uh, the camp, the Warriors. He's been given permission to finish his career with the Warriors early and go home to New Zealand because again, after this weekend or sometime soon, um, New Zealanders uh, are going to be locked out for at least eight weeks, mm. and who knows how much longer because of COVID. So he's been given permission to go back. Uh, outside their hotel, it looks to me like all of the other players um, from other teams that are staying there who um, are Kiwis. Uh, have given him a uh, an impromptu harker. Have a listen to this. I've just, that's, I've just changed my song. That's my song <laughs> for the night. <laughs> that's amazing. Isn't it, isn't it? I, mean, I mean, we know we love watching him play and what he brings to the game on the field. And he must be so highly respected off the field, the way that he held that club together last year when Stephen Kearney was, was sacked from his role and staying yeah. in Australia. And then when he got the Dally M a couple of years ago, you know, all the Kiwi players from all the other clubs in the crowd, they got up, Isaac Luke, led by Isaac Luke and Jazz Tavunga and co in the, in the aisles at the – at the Dally M's, it's just a—it's an amazing it. compliment for a man that's um, given a lot mm. to rugby league, uh, and we're sad to see him go. Got to say, Lisa Armel was there as well. Yeah, uh, he, he's also leaving. So uh, they were just about to get in the cars, badge. Did you see the footage? Yeah. They were just about to get in the cars and oh, drive out of the driveway and leave. Yeah, it's amazing. Hope they didn't go as fast as these blokes. Uh, Bathurst 1000 in October is in doubt, uh, of course, because of the COVID chaos in New South Wales. Um, you know, Bathurst, they, I imagine they could hold it without crowds, but they yeah. don't want to do that. Supercars is now looking at pushing it back. Uh, Badge, weeks, can you remind me months. last year was without crowds, wasn't it? Bathurst? Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, it was without crowds, go, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, that it's it's on the table. It's it's on the cards again. Uh, they've had seven events this year. They need at least another five to complete the full season. So yep. 
Uh, but it, it, I'm, look, it's going to happen. But whether whether it's got crowds or not, if they can find a spot in the calendar and hopefully get on top of things in uh, in Sydney and uh, and in New South Wales. So, um, right, hey, before we go to the break and before we leave the show, mm-hmm. our songs. We've been getting your votes on our songs tonight. Which song uh, do you? Uh, would you love to hear us take out uh, the show with? Um, we'll remind you what they were, Sats. This is yours. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Get off the floor, Sats. <laughs> he is dancing. That's this. why he wore those big pants in tonight, Brixie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, you know da- he's dancing. You know what? Can't touch this is because we can't touch this. You can't touch the Australian swimmers. Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, and Brixie... Yours was? The great Dusty Hill died today. 72. Yes. 72. I love ZZ, ZZ Top. Top. What was he? Uh, bass player. He was the, be- he was the bass player. Yeah, I think it's a bloke with a beard. <laughs> I was. Remember, they, remember and, uh, they used to spin the guitars, didn't they? They'd spin the guitars. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, love it. And this was mine. Tough choice today. Yeah, Bowie, Next heroes, oh. and aren't they just that? These, can I give uh, you the Aussie? Uh, can, you, can I give you the percentile? Who oh, the finishers are? Oh, jeez. Jeez, you're back on the condom story. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez, laughs> these are all pretty tight, this one. Yeah. So 25%, okay, yeah. was can't touch this. Really? Third. Third. Mm-hmm. Jeez. MC Hammer. Yeah. Twenty-six percent. Oh, gee. Heroes, David Bowie. Only twenty-six. Oh. Ooh, and the well, winners. And they're going to test your maths. And I think it's. I think it's because of because of. Oh, there's the, uh, our the, listeners the are a sentimental bunch. Exactly. The winner and with eighty-three <laughs> percent. <laughs> the winner to uh, to play at the rest of the show, Madge. You thought you were going to win this, didn't you? I did. I thought I had this wrapped up, but it's up to the listeners. Righto. This is Sports Day with the Kia Sorento. Drive car in the air. Catch you next week. See ya.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.